I'm just talking, dude. Making white noise. It's just flowing out of my mouth. I don't know. That doesn't make any fucking sense. What is up, folks? We are back here again with a brand new episode of the White Noise Podcast Experience. Hosted by your boy, the man, Mikey B. Live from the basement again, or I guess not live, but pre-recorded, post-released, any way you're listening to it right now. So, the moment is the moment, the present is the present, and I am your present for you. Present for you, present for you, episode tres. Anyway you slice it, Mike is back on the mic. Uh, shout out to everybody who's been listening over the past couple weeks. Uh, still getting better, still getting my ones and twos, but we are coming in hot, as I predicted. Uh, it actually, uh, update two on the Chinese like launcher rocket thing that fell into the ocean. I think it fell into the Indian Ocean, so no one was hurt by that. Same way no one's hurt by this podcast, so I guess the analogy's standing, folks. The analogy stands. Um, we're, we're just still going here. Uh, I was looking into the, the statistics a little bit, too, and uh, very surprising. Uh, about two-thirds of our listeners are apparently female, uh, so shout-out to the ladies who've been tuning in, too. Round of applause for you. I don't have any sound effects, but, like... So apparently my uh, my street appeal is a little higher than I thought it was. Uh, the main goal of this podcast is really just to get SZA to listen. So SZA, if you if you listen, you know, hit that DM, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but any other ladies, just get in line. Uh, I mean, there's really, I got priorities too, you know what I'm saying? So get in line. But thanks for listening. Thanks for listening nonetheless. Um, things to talk about. It's been a, it's been a frustrating week, folks. Uh, this podcast day, I was taking a minute to record. I was going to have a guest, maybe, maybe not, maybe next week, uh, but a little flakiness, a little frosted flakes, a little, they're great, Tony the Tiger going on, um, but anyway, we're cooking, I'm back, so uh, speaking of cooking, I just got home for the past week, we talked about this last episode, but I, I didn't really go too deep into it, so now I've been living in the experience of being home with my whole family for the last week, and folks, it's been been a rocky start it's been a rocky start you know I'm, I mess with my family I fuck with my family uh, obviously not like the Alabama style but those the, those are my people but it, it's a little rough you know the cooking here is 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 it's b2 it's not the best it's not the best um, for the past year or so I've been cooking for myself in like an apartment so I, I can make with what, what I want which that's fire when you can just make what you want even if it takes some time to cook it's, it's great having that freedom. Um, and even in a college dorm, you can pick what you want. And I'm from the cloth of people. A lot of people complain about college dorm food. If you're not in college, a lot of people complain, especially MIT. Everybody is always bitching, like, this shit sucks, this is terrible. Dog, those people must come from, they got lucky parents, bro. Because I'd take college dorm food over my parents' food any day of the week. Any day of the week. Uh, my parents are not the best chefs. You know, they're, they're great people, they're nice, they're good parents, but <laughs> folks, they are not ratatouille. They are not ratatouille. Um, we used to eat this shit called, like, I'm, I'm, we're about to get deep into the white experience right now. The white experience. This is real, real white noise. My parents used to make this thing called shake and bake pork, like, multiple times a week growing up, along with, like, boxed rice pilaf, which is terrible. My family's, like, scared of regular white rice, I guess. Uh, but we make this stuff called shake and bake pork. And if you don't know what that is, look it up. It's spelled shake and bake. It's got a flavorful name, but it does not have a flavorful taste. It's supposed to be like 
crispy, but it's like fried, but it's not fried. It's like pseudo fried. It's just really, really bad. Like you shake it and then you bake it. You shake it in basically just these breadcrumbs and then you throw it into the oven. And folks, it, it, it'll scar you for the rest of your life. So I've been dealing with that level of cooking for the past week. Uh, you could say to yourself, Mike, right now, like, why don't you just go to the store and make your own food? Uh, but then I would have nothing to talk about on this podcast. So why would I do that? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's probably a good idea, though. I probably, yeah, I probably should go ahead with that. Uh, yeah. The other thing that they make, too, my dad loves his quote-unquote custom blend, where he basically just puts, like, the top three, like, chicken-affiliated spices on the chicken we're going to eat. Like, he'll put, he'll be like, buddy, custom blend tonight. Buddy, I'm making custom blend. I, I made a custom blend for tonight. Except every single night, it's the same custom blend. It's basically just lemon pepper, roasted herbs and garlic, whatever the hell that is, and, like, Monterey or Montreal chicken. I also don't know what that is. It's basically just some assortment of spices, and he doesn't put too much on, so it basically just tastes like salt and pepper or some shit like that. Like, it's not it's not too crazy. And it's still got that, like, pale chicken look to it where it might as well just be regular chicken. Um, folks, that is not ethical. That is not what we stand for at this podcast, where we're trying to become the most ethical white men alive. Um... It's going to be a white noise summer, and part of that is is learning how to cook better. I might have to instill some of my tips and tricks on my parents because the last year or so, I've been cooking when it comes to cooking. I know how to make a chicken that is is not completely white, not completely dry. I can make a you know an orange chicken. Uh, I can make a brown chicken. Probably green if I really wanted to. I, I, could, I could get fancy in there. Purple? I could get that that color, that flavor popping, okay, in the pan. So that's all part of the journey. Um, and making a custom blend, which is not that custom, eh, not part of the journey, folks. Not part of the journey. Not part of the journey. We're gonna, It's trial and error, but it's not part of the journey. It's not part of the journey. I also just introduced my parents to a uh, rice cooker. Uh, apparently they didn't know what that was before. They think it's like some kind of fucking alien contraption. I feel like the kids from, like, Alpha E.T. showing it to them, like, they're like, oh, oh, no way, oh, yo, so you put water in there? You put water in there? No, no way, how'd they come up with that? Water and rice, and it gets warm? No, no way, no, you're kidding, and you could put vegetables in the top? You could put any frozen vegetable in the top and steam it? At the same time, no, and it takes 20 minutes, no, and you don't have to mix it, no, you just put it in the cooker and it cooks, no, it's almost like it's in the name, no, anyway, they're astounded, they they can't believe that you could make a, a pot that just boils rice for you, like it's specifically designed to boil rice, whereas in the past you just use like a spaghetti saucepan and then throw the rice in. My dad literally says to me, he goes, buddy, you don't have to strain it after? Aren't you supposed to strain rice? Folks, that's some white noise if I've ever heard it. That's some fucking white noise coming out of my dad's mouth. Uh, who's straining rice, folks? They think I'm some sort of like cultural mastermind because I own a rice cooker. Folks, they're $12 at Target. Target is probably the whitest store, you know, this side of the Mississippi. It's on both sides of the Mississippi. It's a white store anywhere you go. 
and they sell fucking rice cookers by by the thousands. Um, maybe that's a good thing. They're trying to they're trying to culturize the the white race. Uh, I guess that's what we're trying to do with this podcast too. Even though I'm just a white boy, you know, I'm just I'm just out here learning. I'm on my ones and twos of podcasting of of everything. Uh, this pod this podcast this project this podcast. I guess it's both combined. That's why my mouth is going a little my mouth is going a little haywire right there. Uh, <laughs> this little project of a podcast. We're just seeking to learn. We're just seeking to learn about the world, about everybody, and have a good time while doing it. Make a couple jokey jokes. Jokey jokes for the folky folks, the funky folks. Um, but yeah, it's basically reverse colonization happening at my house right now. I'm introducing the the cultural tra- traditions back to uh, my parents. They have a rice cooker now, and they know how to use it. My dad did dent it today, and he acted it like, like it was the fucking end of the world. He goes, buddy, I dented it, but it, it could have shattered. It could have shattered. It's a fucking metal rice cooker. It got a tiny dent in it, and he dropped it on, like, the floor. If you drop a aluminum rice cooker on the tile floor, it's not going to shatter. Imagine if you could fucking shatter, like, thick metal like that, <laughs> just in shards, like glass. There's no glass in the rice cooker. He's like, buddy, it could have shattered. It could have shattered it. So you're lucky. You're lucky. I don't really care either way. But, yeah. The other thing, too, today I made lunch. I made pesto spaghetti for lunch for my mom and my sister. Meanwhile, my dad's making lunch. Guys, I'm really trying to give you a clue here and show you what it's like in this fucking house. This is the real white experience. This is real broadcasting live white noise. This is the whitest noise you can get. My dad's making a sandwich. It's a BLM sandwich. We don't have any tomatoes, so it's a bacon, lettuce, mayo. That's it. Bacon, bacon, lettuce, mayo on fucking white bread. Do you know how gross that sounds? Mayo with lettuce and bacon? I, I, Folks, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? I'm about to put the team on my back. I feel like that dude Atlas, I got the world on my shoulders right now trying to uplift this this family's eating habits. Um, my dad's straining rice, putting mayo on a, as the main component, basically, on a sandwich. Lettuce doesn't even have fucking taste. It's just bacon and mayo. That's gross. Anyway... I'm, I start boiling the water for the pasta, and I put salt and pepper into the pasta water, as you do, as you do, to add, like, any, some flavor, you know what I mean? My dad comes over, he goes, buddy, you don't want to do that, and I immediately understand why. My youngest sister is going to be like, this shit's too spicy for her, because I put a couple flakes of pepper in there. This is, like, guys... This is minor league stuff right now. This is like Kit Kat fucking tippy toe. I don't even know what you want. Mickey Mouse shit going on here. Can't put any fucking pepper in the water. And of course she doesn't want any pesto on it either. So I got to make two fucking things. I got to make the butter pasta, the pesto pasta for my mom and me and then, and whatever. And none of them have had pesto before, obviously. We just have like straight store-bought Spaghetti sauce every time. Once again, the world is on my shoulders. So, I make the pesto. I give it to them, and I I made way too much too. So they had to actually like eat it. My mom liked it, but my dad's like, "Damn, you're making these Asian dishes." <sighs> he called spaghetti Asian. He goes, "Buddy, you know it's from it's from Asia, it's from Asia." And I, guys, I I don't know what I can do here. I I really don't know what I can do here. Um, 
I'm going to try my best. We're just trying to learn, you know, and teach. But that's, I, I don't understand. My, like, <sighs> yeah, spaghetti is not an Asian dish. But we're going we're gonna to keep rolling. And also, why would it matter? Why would it matter? <sighs> Quite simply, I'm at a loss for words, folks. But, yeah, uh, I'm doing my best. I feel like fucking... Morgan Freeman in that movie. What what's the movie where he like saves the school? Anyway, I'm I'm lean on me something like that. That's probably not the fucking movie. Uh, but I feel like I feel like him. I'm just trying to fix the world around me. Building from pieces. Rome was not built in a day though. Rome was not built in a day. Uh, I'm next week we're gonna update on the pepper situation, but for now. Uh, it is as it stands, I guess. It is as it stands. Uh, I should say, though, all that aside, I, my family is probably better than my last roommate. I just moved out of my apartment where I was with a uh, 6'3", 250-pound uh, random Russian guy that I met on Facebook. And he, like, subleased to me for a year, so that's that's fun. Just random roommate that I've never met and didn't really talk to that much either. Uh, he had some interesting characteristics. I don't. I don't want to grill him too much, but uh, something interesting he used to do. It's just a tid tidbit interesting. Uh, he used to wipe his ass into the trash can, not into the toilet. Like most people, you know, you take a poo poo, you take a little toilet paper, maybe a wet wipe, maybe have a bidet. If you have a bidet, exclude yourself from this conversation. Uh, props to you. That's like a. You probably make a lot of money if you have a bidet, but we're not having a conversation about bidets right now. People without a bidet take their toilet paper, put it through their ass crack, and most of the time they drop it into the toilet bowl, okay, into the toilet water to be flushed later. Or maybe not even flushed. Maybe you're trying to conserve water, doing some weird shit, composting, something. Anyway, it's in the toilet. Well, my roommate has this interesting little tidbit characteristic about him where he really hates wasting water or something. So he wipes his ass and then he throws it into the trash can. Which is beautiful when someone is sharing a bathroom with you. So every time that I went in there and I try to take my shit, have my little piece for the day, I got to stare at crushed up little pieces of toilet paper with another man's doo-doo on them. Now, I don't mind the smell of my own shit because it's mine. But I do mind the smell of his when it's three feet from my nose and I'm trying to have my little relaxing poop of the day. As we spoke on last week, a poop is a big deal in my life and many others. So naturally, I don't want to smell another man's remains three feet from my head. Usually when I'm taking a poop, as once again, I'm sorry to just be talking about poop this whole time, but I like to play a little game of chess on my phone, something relaxing. Scroll through the socials, as people often do, uh, sometimes for hours and hours a day until their brain is turned to mush, uh, much like the mush that is in the trash can next to me that came out of my roommate's asshole. But not to be disgusting again because the whole last episode was kind of putrid. Also something I sort of glanced over in the last episode, and also a correction to make relating to that glance over, I said that I used to piss in my seat while I was taking standardized tests in, like, fourth grade. Realistically, 
I was probably in like second grade. I was probably like seven years old. So I just want to make that correction because 10 is kind of pushing it to be like push, like pissing in a seat in school and just walking away from it. Uh, so, yeah, I just don't want people thinking that. Uh, just making that correction right now. If you didn't hear that episode, just erase this from your mind. But I said that basically we'd take standardized tests in elementary school and they'd let like one person go to the bathroom at a time. Which, that's fine if you do that to high schoolers, like, people who could hold it. When I'm seven, folks, I couldn't really hold my releases like that. So, naturally, being, like, my unassertive seven-year-old self, I wouldn't even, like, raise my hand to go pee if I thought someone else was out. Because I was afraid they'd tell me no. I don't know why I did this. But I would just piss into the seat until there's, like, a smoking puddle. Because it's so warm. And I just kind of walk around with wet pants the whole day. But that's just, I'm an un- unapologetic guy, okay? Like, I'm, I'm recording myself talk right now and forcing you to listen to it. I'm an unapologetic guy. And part of that unapologetic, like, growth, my arc as a human being, is that I have to go through a phase where I shit in a chair. Or, not shit. That probably happens some other time. But forget I just said that. Freudian slip. Piss in a chair and then walk away like nothing happened. That's how you get the Mikey Burgess you know and love today. Is the guy that would piss in a chair and not give two shits about it. No pun intended. But yeah, not to be... There's your five minute... I think every episode I'll probably have like a five minute like bathroom bowel movement section because I'm like a child. Uh, It could probably be worse. So, yeah... You're choosing to listen. You could turn this off right now. So you can't get mad at me. You can't get mad at me. Because I'm, I'm just talking, folks. Making white noise. That theme song. Okay, okay. He's, he, he's got it going. He's got it going. But back to my roommate. There's some other funky stuff with him. Uh, I got to say shout out to him because I didn't take out the recycling can the entire time we lived there. So just an apology for that one. Uh just to paint the fact that I'm also not a perfect roommate, but at least I know where to wipe my ass into. Um, And also you could be saying, I always like to add the listener's little counterpoint here. The listener could be thinking at this, right at this moment, the listener could be thinking, hey, Mikey, why didn't you consult him and say, hey, bro, that's a little weird that you wipe your ass into the trash can. Do you mind if you could wipe your ass into the toilet? And then flush? Do you think you could do that for me, a roommate? Or at least take out the trash in the bathroom yourself? Because that's the other thing. I would take out the bathroom trash myself too. And sometimes the bag would rip, guys. And sometimes the toilet paper would fall out. I don't know what to say. This is like, this is a gross, another gross episode. I'm so sorry, guys. But I'm living a gross life. I'm just trying to let you guys understand what's going on I have to paint these pictures for you I have to paint these pictures but getting back to to your counterpoint listener okay thank you Mikey um uh uh it should be a girl voice actually because once again most of our listeners are the ladies uh waiting in line for their 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 uh chance uh long line very long line hundreds thousands long Whereas Joe Rogan's line, Joe Rogan doesn't have a line, folks. That's a callback to last episode. Joe Rogan doesn't have as many bitches as me. 
doesn't have a nice style. We got beef. We still got beef, guys. But the real reason, getting back to the listener's counterpoint, I'm not scared of the counterpoint. I just think it's sort of unimportant because the roommate was a big guy. He's like 6'3", 250, works out every day. He'd walk around in just like tidy whities uh, which was kind of weird, pretty weird. And he's a lot taller than me. I, now, guys, I'm a short guy. Uh, you could probably tell that because, like, if I was tall, I probably wouldn't be recording myself talk for 45 minutes to an hour a week. I'd just kind of do what I do. I need to talk for the ladies to get in line. He needs to just walk around in his underwear probably. But, yeah, big guy, 6'3", like 250. I'm not walking up to him while he's in his tidy whities and be like, hey, uh, this is, like, a little awkward, but could you just, like, you know act like you weren't raised in a barn or something. Like, just wipe it into the toilet. He was raised in a different country, like Russia, so I don't know if that has some impact. Maybe they had a bidet growing up, so he's even new. He thinks, like, the toilet paper is, like, caveman behavior. But part of being an ethical white man, because he is a white man as well, uh, a little bit different, like Asian white, I guess, because, like, Russian versus me, who's Euro white. But... Nonetheless, we both need to be held to ethical standards. And part of that is not wiping your ass into the trash can. But I digress. Uh, there were other things, too. Like, um, he, he just would give me, like, advice on things. If I made a little mistake, he'd go, oh, that's a good lesson for you. That's a good lesson for you. And it's not a Russian, Russian accent, but he would kind of say it like, he was like my grandfather or something, even though he's basically two years older than me. One time, I, w I used to drive him to the score store, too. I'd drive him to the store because he didn't have a car. He just had, like, a bike. So I'd drive him. We'd go to the store together. Fun times. This is, like, the only time I'd talk to him because just random guy. We didn't really have any – we had stuff in common. We'd talk about, like, cryptocurrency, which I don't even know that much about, but he did kind of because he works in uh, – he works for – cybersecurity. So I guess they do some work with that. I don't know. So we're driving to the store and it was raining a little bit. It was sort of foggy out. You know it's, it's that like weird no pun intended gray area where it's gray outside but it's a gray area between if you should turn your headlights on or not. He just looked at me and goes lights. I was like what? What'd you say? What'd you say? And I turned to him. I, this is how intimidating he is. I'm driving forward and I take my eyes off the road look at him in the eyes and he goes headlights. And I just turn the headlights on. That was the end of the conversation. Now, was I mad about it? Yeah. Why, he, why is he talking to me like that? You know? He could at least form a full sentence and be like, hey, I think maybe you might want to turn your headlights on. But also, like, you don't even drive, dude. What are you, what are you telling me to do that for? It, it, anger. This is complaints, folks. What are you telling me to do that for? But I listened to him. He was probably right. So I turned him on. I turned him on. That's, you know, ethical. I turned him on. But... Yeah, it was a little weird living situation. I also like to, this applies to any roommate I've had, I like to sing while I do work because I'm a little bitch. Nah, I don't think that makes you a little bitch. A lot of people like to sing. That doesn't mean I'm a good singer. It just feels good. It's like the soul expressing itself through my vocal channels as it is right now, and you're listening to it. I just like to, I'll sing when I work. I'll rap, sing along to the song, listen to music. And... It's thin walls, so he'd hear, he'd hear, and he brought it up a couple times. He'd be like, you're always singing in your room, and I was like, yeah, I'm having a good time, and that was the end of the conversation. Realistically, I'd be like, uh, yeah, I am, 
and he'd be like, hmm, and that's the end of the conversation, for real. But, yeah, he probably thought I was, like, a little bitch, and he could just boss me around, and I wouldn't boss him around, even though he wiped his ass into the trash can. So, that was fun, little experiment. But now I'm back in business, baby. I'm back home for the summer. Active. Active as always. It's a white noise summer. Uh, it's always a white noise summer. But this summer especially. Especially because we got the podcast pumping. Outside of the podcast, I'm still making noise. I'm making noise in the streets. Physically. Metaphysically. Euphorically. Emotionally. All the adverbs. I'm an adverb guy. That's how I talk. I, I use a lot of adverbs. So, yeah. It's a special kind of word because it's a combination of two parts of speech. That's easily the best part of speech is an adverb. You're modifying a verb. Like, that's awesomely cool. Like, that's not even, I, I didn't even use it right. But you know what I mean. You know what I mean. You know what I mean, folks. You know what I mean. Uh, that being said, it is summer, so I'm, I'm a little sad to leave my home, my school home of uh, Boston, Cambridge area. Uh, that's always sad, I think, to me, at least, when the school year ends. And when you're a kid, you just, you stay in the same spot, but you lose, like, your friends, uh, or seeing your friends every day. And then when you're in college, you basically just lose your friends completely, because they probably live sort of far away. So, of course, if you go to, like, a state school, they probably still live within driving distance, but most of my friends live, like, halfway across the country, or the full way across the country, like, kids in, like, Alaska, and shit, India, for the summer, so you obviously can't see them, it's just like three months of nothingness, like sad void, like crying myself to sleep every night because my buddy old pals can't be seen or heard from, so shout out to FaceTime for easing the sorrows of life, uh, but yeah, a bit, a bit sad to end the school year, I've kind of always not liked summer vacation, I feel like it's a bit boring, this is, uh, this is probably a controversial take, but like, who likes summer vacation? Like, yeah, oh, dude, we could go to the beach and shit. Like, we can get super tan. Dude, I mean, getting tan is cool. As you guys know, I had a massive sunburn last week. I mentioned that in passing on the last episode. Um, but, yeah, I mean, besides all that, I like going to the beach, sort of. I don't really like getting sand in my sh- shoes. Because I'm not a flip-flop guy. I'll tell you that right now. Flip-flop guy? Come on. I don't I don't think this is probably a new rule but flip-flops cannot be ethical. There's no way that a flip-flop is dude, you're cutting through your toes. That's got to be bad like bad juju. And it also just kind of looks weird. They're flopping everywhere, they're making noise. Just wear a croc or a sandal. But the problem with a croc is then you get the sand in there on the beach and everything. So that can be a problem, but you could also just take it off and dump it out. So it's kind of a moot point. But I don't like summer vacation that much. When I was a kid, I'd just, like, sit in my room and, like, play with Legos or some shit when I was super young. Then older, maybe, like, drawing. But you're just sitting there. Like, you're just kind of bored the whole time. And in college, of course, you can sort of party. But basically just working all week, which sucks. And I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. So this this is the joys of life, guys. Modern society. We're having fun. We're having fun. We're getting after it. Um, 
but yeah, so it, like when you're an adult, you can't really have too much. You can have more fun in summer on the on the weekends, but comparison of college to summer, I definitely like college way more, cause you can have fun every night, every second at college. You got friends there and shit like that. As long as you're not like a fucking L seven weenie, I'm sure the cool kids could find out a way to have fun in both the summer and winter time. But I am not one of those kids. I am simply Michael Burgess. No, I think summer's still fun, but it has its benefits. I just, it's not, it's not for me as much. I'm a winter type of guy. I like the cold. Raised in New England. You know, as we're saying, Northern European style man. So, the summer is not where I make my bread. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a winter type of guy. So, summer might be for you. This is a white noise summer, so it's better than previous summers for me personally because I'm making noise. I'm making noise, guys. And, hey... It could be whatever type of noise you want. We're, we're, we're for any type of noise. That's, that's part of the education. The noise education process is that we all have to make noise in order for us to make better noise. Yes. Awesome. Radical. Folks. Community. Awesome. Just positive buzzwords to get the streets jumping. Anyway, that stuff doesn't really matter. One thing, though, that does happen in the summer is my YouTube consumption goes, like, skyrocketing. Because that's, that's sort of my app of choice. Some people have their Instagram, Twitter, their thing that they use to smooth their brain when they're bored. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a YouTube guy. If I got like 15 minutes here and there, I might throw in a little clip. Recently, I've been going down this wormhole where my YouTube recommended page basically looks like I'm some film geek. Like it's scenes from movies that I've already seen and... Oscar acceptance speeches, speeches, um, which is really weird because I, I don't actually care. But the thing with the acceptance speeches is it's for some reason fascinating for me to see these people who literally make their money from pretending to be something they're not try to act all like genuine and down to earth in like the acceptance speech. Like they're thanking people, all this stuff, and they're trying to act all down to earth, but the thing that they're best at is acting something completely different than who they are, especially if they're at the top of their craft and they're winning these awards. I'm going to play a couple clips here. Hopefully hopefully you guys can hear them all right because they're just playing out loud on my laptop. Once again, that production quality. Okay, okay, that production quality. Quiet on the set. The first one I'm going to play is uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, and he won the Best Actor for Lincoln. Which, little background, Lincoln is, I guess, the movie where Daniel Day-Lewis, the actor, who's known for, like, method acting. Basically, he just stays in character 24-7. And he played Abraham Lincoln when Abraham Lincoln was trying to legalize slavery. Or, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Illegalize slavery with the 13th Amendment. Definitely a quick little casual mistake to completely mischaracterize the movie and Abraham Lincoln. But, anyway... So here's, I think, okay, should be. And the Oscar goes to Daniel Day-Lewis. Okay, already. Mouths to his wife. Oh, I can't believe it. Just like that. Oh, I can't believe it. So dramatic. So dramatic. So fake. And then gives her the biggest fucking kiss. Like, way too long. Like, multiple seconds. Daniel. 
and she's holding on to him for dear life. Looks like they're both going to start crying. Meryl Streep kisses him on the cheek, and you can see the entire kiss mark. Like, red lipstick. Like, this is movie shit going on here. Staring at the floor. He's staring at the floor, incredibly embarrassed, but waits for the entire, holds the entire applause. Still waiting. Milks it. Completely milks it. I really don't know how any of this happened. I, um... Yes, he does. He knows exactly how this happened. He made the movie, did a fucking fantastic job, and now he's here. I do know that I've received so much more than my fair share of good fortune. Probably true. In my life, and I, I'm so grateful to the Academy for this beautiful honor. Who the fuck cares? Who the fuck cares? It's a strange thing because uh, three years ago, um, uh, before we decided to do a straight swap, um, I had actually been committed to, to play Margaret Thatcher. Um, Makes a joke because Meryl Streep's behind her and I behind him, and I guess she just played Margaret Thatcher or something like that, and she's a woman, so joke. Probably pre-written. They're still laughing. It wasn't that funny, guys. It wasn't that funny. My fellow nominees, my equals, my betters, uh, I'm so proud to have been included as one amongst you. Uh, when we got married 16 years ago... Terrible transition. Terrible transit. He says this beautiful thing. Oh, the other nominees. Oh, beautiful. When we got married. He gives them three seconds and then just fucking turns right to his wife. Which is cool. I mean, he loves it probably, but cute. Since we got married 16 years ago, um, my wife, Rebecca, has lived with some very strange men. Um, His wife looks like she's going to fucking cry. I mean, they were strange as individuals and probably even stranger if taken as a group. Um, but luckily, she's the versatile one in the family and she's been the perfect companion to all of them. Very weird joke, but he's saying, like, he's a method actor, so I, I think he's saying that his wife was, like, living with Lincoln. Dog, this is so weird to me because, dude, he could just not do that. <laughs> I'd like to thank uh, Kathy Kennedy. Like, when they fuck, does she have to, like, moan Abe Lincoln's name? How does that work? That's what I want to know. Hey, our producer, and through you, Kathy, and... And through you, our, our mighty team of co-conspirators, at the apex of... Okay, running on. This is, yeah, we get the gist. He, like, is, he's sapping it. He's, he's getting all sappy on me. Uh, this one's a little better, though. Joaquin Phoenix, an entertainer, nonetheless. Of course, last year, uh, Joaquin Phoenix won the Oscar for Best Actor. That's also what Daniel Day-Lewis won, Best Actor. Uh for his role in the Joker where he played the Joker who uh no the Joker does have a name in the movie I I, I don't fucking know but yeah the Oscar goes to Joaquin Phoenix Joker. doesn't I this, this is why I fuck with Joaquin Phoenix he wins it 
like his girlfriend or wife or whoever he is, he gets up and just glances back at her ever so slightly. Doesn't kiss her, doesn't like barely acknowledges her. She grabs her arm as he's getting up and he just slightly glances back. Grown man move. Okay, this is the best fucking part. He gets up onto the stage and they're still clapping and he goes, hey, stop. Hey, stop. He says it twice. Listen to this. Listen to this. <laughs> Savage. Doesn't milk it off. Hi. Stop. Hi. His hand's still in his pockets. Beautiful man. A beautiful man. Um, God, I'm full of so much gratitude right now. Uh, Looks like he's about to bust. And I do not feel... Elevated above any of my fellow nominees. Yes, he does. He did it. Okay, this is the part two. Same thing with the last guy. You just won. You did a tremendous job. Just soak it in. Or anyone in this room, because we share the, the same love, the, the love of film, and this form of expression has. Antonio Banderas staring at him like a fucking crazy person. Just soak. He looks utterly confused. He's three seconds into his speech. He looks so confused. Everybody in the audience is just staring like, what the fuck is he about to say? Given me the most extraordinary life. Um, I don't know what I'd be without it. But I think the greatest gift that it's given me and many of us in this room is the opportunity to use our voice for the voiceless. Here we go. Here we go. Voice for the voiceless. You think he's going to say something about like racial inequality... Something about the environment, maybe Leonardo DiCaprio Road. Let's see where he goes with it. I've been thinking a lot about some of the distressing issues that we are facing collectively. He should be the method actor, because he looks like a fucking crazy person like the Joker. He looks deranged. Spoiler alert at the end of Joker. Skip like five seconds ahead if you haven't seen it in the podcast. Uh, he shoots the guy in the head on the TV talk show. That's what it looks like he's about to do. He looks like he's about to shoot somebody in the head. He's like staring up at the clouds. His eyes going everywhere. He's got these beady eyes. And I think at times we feel or we're made to feel that we champion different causes. But for me, I see commonality. I think whether we're talking about gender inequality or racism. Okay, he's going strong. He's bringing out gender Inequality, racism, important topics here. Or queer rights, or indigenous rights, or animal rights. We're talking about the fight against injustice. We're talking about the fight against the belief that one nation, one people, one race, one gender, or one species has the right to dominate. Okay, here's where we go off the rails. He emphasizes species. After all that that he's talking about, all this human suffering, species is what he emphasizes on. Not his peers in the room that have suffered from racism, gender inequality, uh, like directly suffered too, especially with like Me Too movement, people in Hollywood getting sexually assaulted and things like that, being very popular over the last couple years. He cares the most about species inequality. Control and use and exploit another with impunity. Sympathy applause. We've 
become very disconnected from the natural world. And many of us, what we're guilty of is an egocentric worldview. Says the guy on the stage accepting the award in front of all these famous people all dressed up. They had cameras outside. Buddy. The belief that we're the center of the universe, we go into the natural world and we plunder it for its resources. We feel entitled to artificially inseminate a cow. And when she gives birth, we steal her baby. Yes. Yes. Full performance art here. Full performance art. He's still the Joker. He really still is the Joker. Inseminate. I don't know what that means. Probably something with like semen. He's talking cock and balls up there, folks. He's talking cock and balls. He's talking about the cows. Something about milk. Something about milk. He's an oat milker. Oat milker. Even though her cries of anguish are unmistakable. And then we take her milk that's intended for a calf and we put it in our coffee and our cereal. And I think Here's the difference, guys. Here's the difference. Daniel Day-Lewis's emotion seemed very, very fake to me. If you look at it, he's like, he's doing the fake smile, he's looking to the side, acting all embarrassed while he milks the applause. This guy, serious. Much emotion in his voice. He's about to cry, talking about the milk. He's talking about the milk. We fear the idea of personal change because we think that we have to sacrifice something to get... Losing his breath. He keeps doing that thing where you're like... That's how you know somebody's nervous. If you ever hear someone make that noise, that gross-ass noise, they're shitting bricks. They're shitting bricks. They're so fucking scared. Or they're so, not even, not even scared, they're just like so deeply in their emotions. This guy is deep in his emotions right now. He's nervous, talking about something he's really passionate about, opening up to the world about his, his milk, his milk take. Give something up, but human beings at our best are so inventive and creative and ingenious. And I think that when we use love and compassion as our guiding principles, we can create, develop, and implement systems of change that are beneficial to all sentient beings and to the environment. So he's just talking. He wants, he wants to make more milk. He wants to make like an artificial cow I see where he's going with this. It was a bit confusing at first, but it's pretty obvious. He wants to make a mechanical cow which can produce milk, which we can all eat, and we can be, reach a higher form of consciousness where we could communicate with the other cows so their cries of anguish we could more directly interpret and we could stop milking them. And instead we could milk the artificial cows. Um, this is beautiful. This is really beautiful. He, he's got some brilliant ideas here. Now, I've been... Sympathy applause. Sympathy applause or cracked out people in the audience. Like, six lines before this. I've been a scoundrel in my life. I've been Ooh. selfish. I've been cruel at times. Hard to work with. And I'm grateful. But so many of you in this room have given me a second chance. And I think that's when we're at our best. When... That's a good point. He ends with a good point. That's a really good point. Second chance. Second chance. Uh, so we could have a second chance with the cows. We could make some mechanical cows. Um, maybe a genius. Maybe a genius. I might have to rewatch the Joker. Uh, the Joker might be the thinker. He, he's really fucking... No, but all jokes aside, I mean... Uh, he's, 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 a, 
he's doing it. He really did talk about something that is like completely unnecessary or, or like the last on the the human agenda of things to tackle in my opinion. But um and he made like little to no sense while doing it for the majority of it like just saying random shit, but hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do to get your message out there. So I'd like to see a film that he does on like like a biopic of the guy who makes the first mechanical cow that could be milked. And like the state of higher consciousness we reach from that. I think he's definitely at a higher form of consciousness. Like there was some sort of hallucinogen involved with the drafting of that speech for sure, for sure. The other thing too, shout out to Joaquin Phoenix, I'm pretty sure he's a short king. Uh, most of these dudes in Hollywood, they are. Me being a short guy myself, I, I don't know if I'm ready to king myself with the crown, but uh, if you're a short guy, you know the height of celebrities and stuff. You're like, oh, like if I'm like 5'7", I can tell you right now, Kendrick Lamar is like 5'7". Mac Miller's 5'8". Roddy Rich is like 5'7", five, 5'6". Five, short guys, no, because we got to validate it. We got to be like, you see them on the cameras. You see like, what's his face? Uh... Uh, not Tom Hanks, the other one, white boy, uh, Tom something, Tom something, his teeth are weird, Mission Impossible, I'm blanking folks, folks I'm blanking, Mission Impossible, it's impossible for me to come up with this name, his teeth are in the middle, Tom something, I'm gonna look it up, Cruz, Tom Cruise. he's like 5'4", or some crazy shit, He's super short. And how do I know that? Uh, because I'm a short guy. And I need to make sure that I'm not the shortest guy on the world. Oh, he's 5'7". So Tom, Tom Cruise is my height. We're cruising. We're cruising for a bruising. Me and him, we could chill. We could be little, little bros together. Like Mario and Luigi. Uh, that's pretty sick. No, I actually had a conversation. One of my friends who's like the same height as me. And I was like, oh, yeah, that rapper, he, he's pretty short. He's like 5'7". He's, like he's like, yeah, he is 5'7". I was like, how would you know that? And we had this weird moment where we were both just staring at each other in silence. Like, hmm, how did you know that? How did you know that, my friend? Like, it's like a weird, like, battle. Like, we're about to either kiss or fight. And then I just broke the silence. I was like, dude, yeah, being a short guy, you just got to know. You got to know. Like, if an athlete's short, you, you just got to have the comparison and stuff under lock. Because people in this world try to beat you down when you're a short guy. But I can hold my own because I know that Tom Cruise can hold his own. And so can, uh, yeah, like a bunch of rappers are really short, a bunch of actors. So shout out to Joaquin Phoenix. He's probably actually taller than I think. I'm guessing he's like 5'10". Uh, oh, no, 5'8". Delightful. Look it, boom. So someone of my height can care about mechanical cows and can hear the cries of anguish of a cow and understand them. That's something that's beautiful to, un to know, to understand, because next time I see a cow, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit him with the, hey, I feel you, bro. I know you don't feel me, but I feel you. I actually don't drink cow milk. Uh, I drink oat milk or almond milk. Literally, all jokes aside, there's actually no real point to drink regular milk. Like ice cream and cheese, I can understand, but there's really no point. Uh, is goat cheese, like, more ethical than cow cheese? Oh, that's another point, too. Joaquin Phoenix, ethical white boy. Really, really ethical. Um, is there anything else I want to talk to, uh, talk about? 
we're getting sort of late. I've been watching Black Mirror. That shit always has a bad ending. That show is insane, dog. Those people that make that, those those people are really, really smart. I, I'm not even kidding. Uh, it's kind of funny, though, I think, because, like, Black Mirror, I guess that means, like, the TV is a Black Mirror. But if you're watching Black Mirror, it's kind of making fun of, like, the information age. It's like a, uh, what do you call that? Uh, bro, I'm, I'm blanking tonight. I'm really blanking tonight. Oh, satire. It's like a satire, sort of, because it just takes it to the extreme of, like, what it would be like if everything was super, like, teched out and we lost all humanity, basically. Because, folks, every episode has a terrible ending. That shit is, like, so sad. The first time I watched it, me and my friend were just hanging out, like, playing video games, and he was like, hey, let's watch this show. And it was, like, the worst episode. It was this episode where a lady, like, clones her husband after he dies. Spoiler alert. But, dude, I was freaked out for, like, a month. This kid's giving me nightmares. Meanwhile, like, 30 seconds before, we're just having a good time playing basketball on the, the Xbox. Like, now we're, we're having, I'm having, like, an existential crisis watching this fucking show. But it's really thought-provoking, I guess. Literally none of them have a happy ending. Like, every time I watch it, the entire day, I'm just, like, cast into the void. But once again, I recommend my media consumption, consumption tip of the week. Or tip, I, I mean, I, my tip would be to just not watch it. But it's, like, sadistic as fuck, sort of. But there are some really great great premises, and uh, it, it's really, really well written. I was, I was impressed. So that's your serious note of the week. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm going to wrap it up here. Make sure to follow on social media at white underscore noise underscore pod. That's W-H-I-T-E underscore N-O-I-S-E underscore P-O-D on Instagram, Twitter. Make sure to follow on Spotify. Tell your friends. If you made it this far, obviously you enjoyed it. So let some people know, you know, share it on your story or something like that. I'll probably post clips of the episode in like a reel. Post some memes as well so you guys can see. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a white noise summer. And uh, enjoy it.